0: Start with the uh, start with the Super Bowl. Um, I guess first, I I think I know what your call was, but what was your initial call and what you thought the Super Bowl was going to
1: be, and did it turn out the way you thought it was? I mean, my initial call was the Panthers uh, were going to win. I didn't think it was going to be um, a murdering like everybody was calling out. I thought it would be, I thought it would be a lot like the game we saw but uh, with the uh, kind of scores reversed a little bit. Um, what I didn't expect – I mean, I knew that the Broncos defense was going to do everything they could to get to Cam. But I thought that if you're saying if, – if we're saying it's the number one and number two defense kind of playing against each other, the team with the more mobile, not broken – team would like that quarterback would win and that did not happen. And if you look at, even at the stats, the Panthers led in every major category except turnovers. Yeah,
0: it's a bit crazy. I mean, so. I, I mean, admittedly, I thought it was going to be I thought it would be a blowout in one direction or the other. I thought either I was more so leaning towards the Panthers winning. I just assumed they looked like they were the better team all year, but I didn't want to count out Peyton on his, you know, final season, even though he hasn't admitted it yet. Uh, Or maybe he won't won't be his final season, but I just thought maybe he can get that locker room pumped up and he'll be able to get himself pumped up, Uh, which I don't think he did much of anything in the game. He kind of just didn't affect it too negatively, which is,
1: And, And and, and like, that's – I think that's, like, the weird thing. Everybody – the narratives didn't play out anywhere, like, the way anyone saw them. Everyone was saying, like, uh, Peyton's got one more bullet in the chamber and he's going to go out like a gunslinger. The guy handed off the ball, like, 7,000 times. Anytime he dropped back, I was, like, terrified that Luke Kikli was coming for him. So he didn't have – he played probably – the worst quarterback game I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. So, watching, like, the end of the game and all the fanfare and everybody, like, going Peyton, 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 like, no, like, read the room. Like, he was not comfortable with that. Because he didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, it was a bit weird. I mean, I guess it's also, uh, I found it a bit strange how much they focused on Peyton which obviously they want to do. I think the broadcast thought the same thing that we were all thinking, which is that it's Peyton's last game. But he's held out even, what is it, two days since. He hasn't mentioned
1: any. He says he's still undecided. I I think part of that's because he's like a a classy enough guy that you don't want to make – the minute he says that he's retired, what are we going to get on ESPN for a month? Kate Manning retrospectives, rankings, uh, this, that, the other thing. They're going to cart out Bill Pullian to talk about how it's like the greatest movie ever made. I I just, I don't want to see that. And I think he knows how this machine works. So he's probably going to do it like in March. He'll probably get out of this month maybe. Or maybe, I'd say earliest he retires is three weeks from now. Do you Absolutely. think there's a small
0: what's the chances of him not retiring? I'm I'm beginning to wonder whether he might return or not. I was
1: well ninety
0: five years retiring.
1: He all right, so let's say you're playing with that five percent. What teams out there, having seen what he can do, would take a flyer on him? Because he's not somebody who's really going to coach up somebody below. Uh, he's going to be a disaster if you bench him. So, who? What teams out there? Now, granted, quarterback situations are like crazy bad now. What teams out there do you think take him? Uh, so run the the Ram, you're
0: going to have the Rams, who are moved to LA now, are going to want to. I mean,
1: I would argue. Is, is, is Peyton – is Grandpa Payton going to put butts in seats? I don't think so. You know, I, I agree guess so. I guess he will. But that's just, like, not a good way to start off a franchise with a guy who I might agree. have two good games of football left in him.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, the only thing I would say that that He's works too smart for to go to the that, Browns. Yeah. I would say the Rams do have the best young running back in the league right now. So for somebody who's going to hand off the ball, game it actually works in that game plan. But I do sure. think the Rams could do better. You know, like why not just do better if you can?
1: But well, there a lot of the Rams' problem is they have no offensive weapons outside of Todd Gurley. Tavon Austin is is like a really nice gadget player, and on the, the Steelers are a team that has. A legitimate number one and number two, he would be an awesome like luxury. But outside of Gurley, they they just don't have anything on on offense. So yeah, it's pretty clear Todd Gurley is going to get the ball thirty five times a game. It's easy to stop. Right. I don't think Peyton scares anybody with his arm. And every time he gets rushed, I'm. I'm terrified, I don't think anyone takes that yeah. risk i I don't know that anyone doesn't take that risk, but i don't think i just can't see it i think if he, if he's as smart as we all think he is, he knows that you retire on top, you won a super Bowl you probably i'm not going to say you probably shouldn't have, but you were in a he played a he played quarterback in a super Bowl where he probably or anyone else would have been a better quarterback, so I think he kind of knows I should hang it up now. Me and Papa John can go off somewhere, get a couple more franchises going and and just head off into the sunset. Which weirdest thing ever, he kissed Papa John.
0: Yeah, that was weird. I don't I mean that's the other thing that makes me wonder about whether he won't retire because it seemed to be some last minute cash grabs by Peyton on the way with this uh this win. You're gonna kiss Papa John I'm gonna Papa have John. a
1: Budweiser <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they're claiming that there's no sponsorship showing, and that uh, you know that it, there's no way it happened, and that he just must have men- mentioned it on the whim. But he said it twice, and there's definitely and a way for you him to get ever, a payment.
1: Would you ever, in any conceivable way, ask for like just say you're good? Like if if you're in a bar, you ask for the brand of the beer that you want. If you're right. talking about drinking beer, you just say beer. That's like a that's not even an unwritten rule. It's just it's this just the rule, right? You would never say oh, I'm going to go out and have a couple of founders all day IPAs. No, you would say I'm going to have a couple of beers or a couple of IPAs. And yeah. even then, I, I mean, there's... I hate people who say the type of beer they're going to drink, but you that's at least <laughs> forgivable. Right,
0: right, yeah, yeah, now he's definitely somehow he's either getting paid now, or they're like mention it, and we will figure out a way to get you paid at some point with a commercial using it or something you know he know he knew what he was doing, and oh absolutely, and, of, and
1: now it exists for forever, right, yeah,
0: but yeah, I think oh, uh, sure.
1: that's that's the one
0: thing that makes me think he might be sticking around if somebody's willing to pay him,
1: yeah, well, the I those aren. The Broncos Definitely aren't, you it. said? Or, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're turning the page. They've got Osweiler yeah. in there, who who actually probably had one of the best um, ways to kind of ease your way into the league. You, you came behind a legend, so people didn't really expect to do too much. You're a run-heavy team, and you got enough playing time to really show people that you can do some things in this league. And you got enough time to figure out what you need to work on in the off season, and the job is pretty much yours when Peyton gets out of there. So you're at least you've been tested a tiny bit in in, in a situation that actually mattered. So I think he, yeah. I think he has. I don't know that he has like a great like first year starting uh, season, but I think he's going to have a pretty solid. Pretty solid. I, I wouldn't draft him in a, in a fantasy league, but I think he's going to surprise surprise
0: some people. Well, he's also going to have. I mean, you assume they keep that most of that defense together. So, uh, I mean, a de- that defense. It's young. It'll gain the confidence of the Super Bowl. I, I think it only keeps it keeps getting better. I do think next season's pretty wide open for all the NFL teams to be competitive. Yeah, because. This isn't one of those years well, where the team that won it was the most dominant team, and you're now more afraid of them. It's it's uh, you know you're gonna have Carolina probably you know goes recession back to the mean, right? Because it's not like they're that talented. Can
1: kind of they're not they're not fifteen and one, but they're also not seven and nine. So they right. probably creep down to eleven and five, and they're probably a two or three seed next year. You you figure they're going to win their division, so that that's let's say they that they'll they'll probably win they'll go four and two or five and one in their division, and then they just got to win like five out of the other ten games. So you figure they'll probably do, win more than half. I, I I see ten and six, eleven at five next year for them. So they're going to be in the mix. But you'll also have a Seahawks team that's in the mix and probably pissed off. You have a Cardinals team that's going to try to tweak some things to figure out how to be a little tougher. I think I think the championship goes through the NFC next year.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have some good teams coming in. I think the NFC's younger too. I think AFC's still got good teams, but they're just they're starting to show their age. But uh, right, I think, like the, be, the, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. It'll just be open. I think you'll probably have the Patriots favorited when they come into the season,
1: which probably which you kind of have to do. Um, But but when you look at them, they did everything they did in the last like month of the season purely on Tom Brady's arm and nothing else. Because as already as their defenses, which I think got a little bit better this year, that offensive line was atrocious. And they had once Deion Lewis went out, which killed me in fantasy. They had nothing at their running back position, so it was pretty clear. Okay, we know Tom Brady's going to throw the ball in within two seconds, so we're just gonna all out blitz every single time. Because if you throw off his timing, he, he is he is mortal. I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but the template's out there now. I think the Chiefs will take a step forward. Uh, I think they're gonna really challenge uh the Broncos because I think the Broncos are as mu as good as that defense is, I still think they're gonna have an issue with scoring points. Yeah, yeah. Uh
0: they gotta get better on offense. I and mean, hopefully Bronco Oswather can develop over
1: over the offense. He'll develop but I, I I think I think they're still gonna have there's still gonna be a seventeen twenty point uh team and then you've got the freaking West Coast Steelers that can throw for 500 yards a game. Doesn't matter who is out there. I just don't understand I don't understand that team. But it, they, they I think I think they're going to be back in the mix, but it's going to be a lot of usual suspects in the East and a lot of the usual suspects are getting old or sorry in the uh, AFC. And a lot of those usual suspects are starting to get bold, Right, right. So yeah. I, think, I think we see the West uh, ascend a bit. And I see this as, as theirs to take. I don't know that the Panthers get back there, especially considering you just don't really see that as much as you used to. Uh, I know the, the Seahawks just did it. But it, it, it's so hard to do that that I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I don't see them. Sure. I don't see either of these teams being in the Super Bowl next year. So, it's, you know, that makes next year exciting. But I guess to get back to the Super Bowl a little bit, uh, the other narrative going on is the other side of the coin, which is uh, Cairns. Are
1: you you mean the dark side?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess we could call it that. Um, his reactions during the game, his reactions after the game. Um,
1: his reaction to his done. reaction.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he I mean. I think we're in the same boat on this, which is, it's it's football, right? It's sports. I kind of expect people to be upset. I don't really hold it against them. It's whatever. It's not the way I would want to act on the field or after the field. No. I'm not going to blame them for it. And we've seen other players do it and not get nearly as much flack for it. So
1: I'm not sure why right. I'm a huge deal out of it. Well, I think I know why, but I don't want to get into it. Um it, it yeah when you're the guy who wants to like showboat for lack of a better word on a, when it, when everything is going well yeah you should be able to take it when it's not going well a little bit better but we're not talking about like some innocuous football game that just didn't work out we're talking about the super bowl the pinnacle of your profession and I can't guarantee that regardless of whether I'm a poor sport or a good sport or a showboater or a no boater, I can't guarantee I wouldn't have been as pissed off and as one wordy at the end of that at the end of that game during those press conferences as he was. I probably would be. Well especially but,
0: especially when you look at the game and you realize, as you said, I mean look how bad the offensive numbers are for Denver and Panthers' offense number not great, but they're better. And it really but better. Better in every number.
1: single category.
0: Right. And it comes uh, I of do of mistakes.
1: Yep. You know? And a lack of protection. And, I mean, yeah, should he have been definitely holding on to the ball a lot better? Especially in light of, like, knowing kind of how that team was swarming and how they were coming at you and how they love to create turnovers. He should have been more careful with the ball. Absolutely. But get lost the biggest game in your life i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little bit of a break, but that's also my issue isn't just with him it's just i, I don't know why we think it's important to hear from every single from, from from these players for three minutes after they lose these huge games, like what the hell are they going to say oh well, you you lost the game, yeah we we make enough plays. What? But it's it's not interesting. We're not going to get a soundbite. You might get one from like, I don't know. Marshawn Lynch might do something weird, or Gronkowski might say something like ridiculous. But by and large, these guys are going to say, "Well, you know, it, it, we played a good football team out there. Uh, it, it, it was a good game. Uh, a couple things didn't go our way. Uh, we if we made a couple more plays. If we did a couple more things, but it, it, it's not on. It's not on one player. It's on all of like." You know what they're going to say. Why, why are we doing this? Who Who watches that interview and says, huh, interesting. That was, that was an insight I didn't know about. And maybe that's my issue with the media is I think they, they kind of take themselves a little too seriously. Like they think they're going to ask the hard-hitting question that like makes me go, wow, I didn't know that. That's not going to happen. They lost. Yeah. So yeah, I think interview I mean, the, the team that stuff. won. What's that?
0: That's what. That's what I was gonna say. Interview the team that like. There's plenty of players on the team that won that probably didn't get nearly enough time. I mean, I'm sure. Yep. Most of the winning side was spent on Payton, which you know, I would have liked to hear. I'd like to hear from Von Miller and what he must have saw that got him to play out of his. I'd mom. love to, like, to he hear from Demarcus Ware. Yeah.
1: Like I, I'd love to hear from all those guys. You know. But it's like it, it, it's they, they want to. I don't. I don't know. It's it just it's just dumb to me. Like you you go right after now. You got to talk to all these guys that where you really don't have anything to say. And I would be similar in that sense. of so like I don't know what you want me to say. We lost. We didn't do enough. Blah blah blah. We turned the ball over too much. I turned the ball over too much. Uh, why didn't I go after that fumble? Now that I can't really speak to. Uh, I've I've watched that replay a ton. At, at first glance, it almost looked, and that's why I'm not going to proselytize on what it was, because when I first saw it, I thought he thought he was going to get an angle on it, and it was going to get swatted. And then it kind of didn't happen. So, it could be that. I don't know that it is. It could be that he was just like, fuck it, I'm not going in there and getting my legs, bro- or getting my fingers broken or whatever. I don't know, but I don't care that much Yeah, I in a football, game I mean, that was easily, like,
0: I mean, it could have easily just been reading the bounce of the ball and trying to you know, right. be ahead of where it's got. Like that could have been anything. I don't really, it's like,
1: don't if you ever look at a hands team on an onside kick, like that's why onside kicks work sometimes is because people are always trying to get the angle on it and not mm-hmm. like fall down and, and get nothing. But I don't know that, that it was that. I don't know if he was trying to protect himself. But also, that's not the reason why they lost. And everybody who keeps saying, well, it could have been the reason why they lost if they threw an 80-yard uh, Hail Mary touchdown and scored right then and there. Well, yeah, if, if anything happened, something could happen. I hate that, that kind of reporting because it's just, it's just lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Who knows what could happen? Yeah, who knows? So why are we talking about it?
0: Well, I think that's the whole problem now is like sports reporting and not just sports reporting, but sports opinions from the general public through Twitter or whatever. Everybody wants to try to pinpoint one point because they got to be able to make like a quick 140-character post about their thoughts on the Super Bowl, and you can't really sum up a, a true understanding of what happened in that game in the 140 characters. So you got to like pick one spot. Yeah, you got probably.
1: Yeah, it's it's part of that like hot take culture, which like the Super Bowl and this Super Bowl was I'd say a really hard one to have a hot take on. It was a dirty, ugly game that I loved. I like that kind of football, and it was a lot of turnovers. It was a defensive showcase. Like the thing that I think is getting lost in all of this is how well Carolina's defense played. For the most part, like with the exception of like one or two big plays, Luke Keekley looks like he's at a different speed than the rest of everybody who's out there. It's crazy. That guy is yeah, like I mean, a freaking like super soldier.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed the game. I mean, I, I don't think the, the general public, as we were talking when we were watching the game, most of the viewers on Super Bowl Sunday are not football fans. I don't think they probably enjoyed it, but I'd I'd say the football fans probably enjoyed watching the game. It was, I thought, a really good coaching battle, as you saw. One coach tried to play their regular offense against a top team and, you know, got more yards but caused more turnovers. And then the other coach obviously played it really safe, probably because the quarterback's old and crippled, but played it safe. And that ended up being, I think, the deciding factor there was playing conservatively and letting your defense win the game,
1: essentially. Yep. Because I honestly think, like, if, if Ron Rivera – if Ron Rivera and – uh, who's your, their O coordinator, Shula – if they did things I, – I understand, like, you want to do – you want to play the game the way you – you want to do what got you there. But, honestly, if they just did freaking quarterback draws, trap draws up, up the gut – there goes like eight yards of pop. I don't know why they were so intent on off tackle just straight up dives up the middle. It wasn't working.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to be a little bit more
1: uh, unique. I thought regarding. they would. I, I mean, and it's like I understand. Like you, like the the offense has been a lot more balanced, and it is a little bit run oriented and not as much a Cam anymore. But now's not the time to kind like. I think after the after the first half, like you you want to play your game, that's fine. But I don't think they have made uh, good enough adjustments at the half because they they could have had the ball right at the half and got some points on the board, got the ball back, and done something different. That I think that would have been the drive to kind of show a little bit of a different look. It seems like they kind of doubled down on 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 what um, I don't know on what they did. But it, it, I don't I don't. I think at the end of the day, it was a lot better of a game, despite the 12 point differential. Uh, I think it was a better of a better of a game than people will, will give it credit for in the long run. And I kind of use my coworkers who are like, for for most, actually all of them are like moms that have kids that could be my age, and they went on into the Super Bowl. They liked the commercials. They didn't like Coldplay, and they liked Beyonce. So, ultimately, yeah. like that's what the Super Bowl is going to be remembered for. Is it's like Beyonce and Bruno Mars, and like Coldplay was kind of out of place, and no one will ever remember this game. Yeah, those, remember, uh, like, they don't like Cam Newton for some reason, but... <laughs>
0: that's a pretty good summarization
1: of uh, America's
0: opinion on, on the game. Uh, quick quick opinion on the halftime. I, I felt like even though it started out as just Coldplay's halftime, it quickly became Bruno Mars, Beyonce featuring Coldplay at the end of it. Like It didn't seem like their halftime
1: show. I think in September or whenever they announced Coldplay, they were like, yeah, 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 Coldplay. And then as time wore on, they were like, wait a minute. Those guys have like maybe one fun song. So, what the fuck are they going to play for an audience of that size? The Scientist? thats all makes you want to blow your brains out. All right, all right, we'll <laughs> add somebody. Who can we add? Uh, we just had Beyonce. Yeah, who cares? Get, get her again. All right, so she doesn't she'll really have a lot of new stuff. Who cares? What about uh, Bruno Mars? Didn't he just? All right. So I, I feel like if they could have just gone back in time, it would have just been Beyonce and Bruno Mars. But they felt bad about saying Coldplay got it, so they kinda of had to do it, like, No, 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 you're you're still you're still good. It yeah, horrible. I mean
0: it's just it's just so so weird. I mean I, I at the end of the day I think it's a good audible by because it turned out to be a, a pretty good halftime show, I thought. I you know now you almost could have Yeah. You could have just switched Lady Gaga for Coldplay and then you could have had something even better probably. Like Coldplay do. National anthem. I bet if they if they were coaches and could sub in and out, that
1: would have been the better sub to make too. At the end of the day, yeah. But well, what do you think now? What do you think the over under is on? Actually, you know, I have a better I have a better question. You have there's one of two bets you can make. You can bet on Taylor Swift doing the halftime show next year, or the field. So every other entertainer in the world, I'm putting my money on Taylor Swift.
0: I think it's Taylor Swift because after hearing some, I mean, I think it's kind of faux reaction. I think people are just trying to talk about anything. But I guess some people had some problems with uh, Beyonce. I don't video. even know what.
1: I think like there was like a little bit of a of a proto Black Pride sentiment on like Black Party, Black Panther sort of thing. And people took that as fuck the cops. So... Right. But this is me yeah. knowing nothing about it. But me knowing nothing about it is probably knowing the same amount as the people who have a problem. So well, my argument is going to be that.
0: I think what people did was they carried their opinion of her music video, which has some, like... like I think first and foremost, everybody needs to just come to the realization... Chill, that, Yeah. One, chill. Two, Beyonce is... By design so don't really concern like whether you agree with her or not i wouldn't really concern myself over the artistic meaning of her videos like
1: it's like the people who got mad like, about it's like the people who got mad about marilyn manson being a satanist or whatever back in the day he's like i'm not like i didn't do that because it sells right yeah it's like, like beyonce is loyal to whatever is going to sell and it's very calculated. It's very Madonna. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but if you're trying to purport like some kind of feeling negatively or positively about it, you're looking way too deep into something that's quite shallow.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think either people who are huge on her and people who are trying to go against her, it's like, she's just making music and trying to, ride with ever
1: trend coattails She's making good her, pop and music that's yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think like that's part of her genius is that she similarly does like a Madonna type uh, is always kind of one step ahead and right. it usually knows like when something is over and when to switch it up and for the people who have chosen to make her like seven, it's number one okay sure I'm sure there's other people out there that, you know, see that and you are like, okay, well, fuck me then. But uh, and also the people who want to get angry at her for being a, a pop musician, like, this is what you're going to spend your time thinking about?
0: Right, yeah. Whatever, I, dude. Yeah, I think people over, overthink it. I I mean, I think we can have another conversation some other time talking about all that, just over overdone opinions about everything it's just kind of I, i'm over it i don't really want to put too much time into it but end of the day yeah my hot take because, is i'm over hot takes yeah yeah I got like yeah i'm kind of over that stuff <laughs> but uh i thought it was a pretty good halftime show but yeah i kind of agree with you i think because of that you get the safest of safe bets which is taylor swift next year Taylor
1: Swift. and well yeah it, 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 think about what the ratings will be They'll be through the goddamn roof because I don't like Taylor Swift and I'm going to watch because I don't like her and I want to bitch about her. And other people are going to just, like, fawn and go nuts and say she's the greatest musician because she writes her own music, whatever. Um, and then they'll probably make a meme about, like, and that's how you do a halftime show compare it to Beyonce. You know, I just see it all. I just see it all coming. And, like, Katy Perry did it, like, last year, and Katy Perry and What's-Her-Face don't like each other. So. They, I, I, I see the, the well-drawn, obvious narratives coming. And the only person well, who uses I... is, is Rihanna, who I think could blow out, could blow it out of the water if she got a halftime show. Yeah,
0: they're just not going to... I mean, she's too controversial. I mean, she's, she's what Beyonce's attempting to... Uh, you know, it feed off of in her her new trend. It seems like I just don't think Rihanna Rihanna will get up there and say you know she'll give it a finger or something. She'll do something that will make her make sure she never gets booked for anything on TV again. So that's just not gonna. happen. Which is
1: weird because they've used Rihanna music like nonstop in marketing the NFL over the last like six or seven years. If you look back, but yeah, she's never gonna get that shot but I don't know that she takes that shot anymore. I think she's at the point creatively where she doesn't need that.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. I think the fun bet, and we can probably go back and forth all year, is what what quirky side partner will Taylor Swift bring out? Like, Oh, God.
1: Know. Yeah. Um,
0: Tanya would be a kind of an awesome one for her to bring out, but I don't know if she could pull it off.
1: I don't know that he would. I don't know that he would be about being about somebody else's moment. Right. Exactly. Because that would all be that would, like how great she is. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think enough of the Super Bowl. I guess we're gonna have to a long time before the season starts. I, I just a quick side note. I can't stand when people are like, "Well, now that that that's done, we can finally get to baseball." It's like. Nobody was waiting that hard for baseball. Let's just
1: chill Who out. Who said that? I've seen,
0: I've seen a couple of posts. It's just those people waiting for football to be done. It's like, like they start talking about, like, pitchers
1: and catchers. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's like nine days away. I saw on Facebook. It's like, look, I'm a, yeah. I'm a Mets fan. And I could give a fuck about baseball coming back. And after, Because I'm a Mets fan, so I'm a fatalist. We got as far as we're going to get. So it's not happening again. This season's going to be terrible and people are doing it for us, and I don't care. So, I don't know. Baseball, just... I'm almost at the point where I'm, like, more ready for the MLS. And me saying that (laughs) is crazy.
0: Also, I mean, you got a historical team playing basketball right now. I think everybody should just take a moment and enjoy that. And they're going to run into the other historically awesome for years team, the Spurs, in the Western Conference Final. And that's going to be probably the most epic thing we've seen in a while.
1: And And then either team is going to destroy the Caps.
0: Yeah, that's annoying, but yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. But anyways, from the Super Bowl, I mean, talking about football, uh, some other football controversy going on, or I guess just pop culture stuff going on with uh, the people versus O.J. Simpson.
1: Uh, You watched it when it aired. Yeah, I caught it. I, 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 I caught it. I think the next day, um, yeah, 10 o'clock shows are they're tough for me these days, but, yeah, I watched it the next day. I wanted to try to get it in before I could see too, read too many reviews and see too much about it. But for a show where I pretty much know everything that's going to happen, or at least the bullet points, it's pretty gripping.
0: Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, when I first saw the billboard for it, I was like, oh my God, what is going on? This sounds like a terrible idea. But at the, and then the minute the, I knew when it was airing, when it aired, and then you mentioned it to me. And that's when I started seeing a ton of other stuff, start mentioning it. And so I went and watched it just last night. And I got like a few things that I I think about, but it's just like, it's not a critique on the show. I'm realizing all my critiques are actually on just like what actually happened. But yeah, the show is actually right. pretty gripping. Uh, there is times when I'm watching it and uh David Schwimmer playing um Robert Kardashian. Robert Kardashian. Know, just, yeah, that just seems like a sketch going on, but at the same time, the Kardashians in general just seem like a sketch is going on. So that's fine. And and
1: that's, uh, and that's the thing like with my my vague memories of this of this, which is, it's, it's so interesting to watch something, like, in your 30s. That took place in your lifetime. But when you were 10 right. years old, so you had the knowledge of a 10-year-old. All I knew about the OJ trial, or, or not the trial, but the OJ initially, was that it was the reason, in my opinion to this day, why the Knicks lost in Game 6 against the Houston Rockets. They preempted <laughs> yeah. the game. They shut it down. I was like, and this is why they lost. That That's 10-year-old logic. So I was not into any of it. So to kind of, like, have the episode end at that Bronco chase, like, all I can think about is, like, how much I blame that chase for ruining the next season. And, like, I would, it, it's just wild. But it, when you watch it now and you see, like, all the things that happened, like, I've read about the the case and stuff like that. It's the most insane thing ever. Like the internet, the internet would have blown up if if this happened in the internet age. I almost think it's better that it didn't.
0: Yeah, it's just like while I was watching it, I'm sitting there having this. I, I just had this thought of this seems like a really poorly written Lifetime show. Not like the dialogue, not the acting the events that they've chosen and how they chose for them to happen in the order that they happen. And I just have to keep reminding myself that, no no, this actually happened. This isn't just yep. like this isn't some
1: lifetime BS. This is like an actual occurrence <laughs> that happened in the world. It, it's like you need that moment in pain and game when the rock is grilling a foot for them to say like, nope, this is still a true story. Yeah. Because no, everything I've read about, perfect, yeah because it comes from a book that like really did a very good job of synthesizing all of the events without really saying whether or not O.J. did it. And the, the show is apparently going to take that tack as well. It's just going to present the evidence as it existed, uh, tampered with or not. And, and whether you think you're guilty or not, that your mind was made up the moment you started watching it. So I don't think the show was not designed to make you feel one way or another about O.J. Simpson. It was designed to kind of just show you like a, a ludicrous period in time. And well, I think that, watching it, like, like, um, I, I, Selma Blair is is friggin' Chris Kardashian, who then who later friggin' became the matriarch of like the worst thing that's ever happened in television. Faye Resnick, okay. who Connie Britton plays. Is on the freaking Housewives, one of those shows. Like, I think Beverly—I don't even know. I don't know. Julian was telling me, and, and it's like, wow, these people are just up in it. No wonder they're so good at being on reality TV because they—they pretty much lived it before we even knew what it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the there's uh, there's two two things that you said I would I'd follow up with because you you said how somebody's going to watch it now, they're going to already have their choices whether he's guilty or not. I think that's kind of how it went back then, too, right? Like, that was kind of the nature of the yeah. whole thing. And that's just how. If you were it's black, weird. you
1: were, like, really into him being innocent. And if you were white, you were probably into him being guilty. Like, it, it, and that's drawing very broad strokes, but that's just kind of how it played in my neighborhood. It's well, no, like I mean, there were those of us that. And yeah, did I think he was innocent? Sure, that's because that's what my parents are saying. <laughs> and I grew up, and I'm like, oh, all right, dude probably did it, but dude probably doesn't. He has, he probably has a Chris Benoit brain.
0: You yeah, know. yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember my, it's like, it's funny, my parents must have had a certain viewpoint, but I don't remember it getting put on me, but they must have put it on me in some fashion, because I do remember thinking he was innocent and being happy when the... When it all came, you know, came through well, live. Well, he was
1: a Hurts guy. He was in the Naked Gun movies. He was, like he commentated for football games. So it's like you don't want to think that guy's guilty. And, and I think like especially as a kid, like you don't want to know that he, you, that like your quote unquote heroes are capable of stuff like that. So I was all I would I would almost hope a kid would want him to be like innocent, right? I don't know. It's just like, if you're a kid, you should like John Cena. Yeah, I mean, or at this, this oh,
0: point, at this point, reading up on it, I've come to the conclusion that it was just a terribly run case, and he probably did it, especially when he comes out with a book that says, you know, if I did do it, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> it's just like, right.
1: <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> which, which, that's incredible. You got off. Okay, well, granted, granted, he was found guilty in the civil suit, but you got off from, like, then you're chopping your wife's head off. And you're like, nah, I would have done it different.
0: <laughs> like, that's yeah. insane.
1: And is this, did he think that if I go that close, no one would think that I would do this? Because who would write a book about doing it if they did it?
0: I, yeah, I want to know. Was that his logic? Somebody got his logic. Got said, his oh, yeah, I feel like he was probably hard up for money. Somebody got in his head and said, like, no, nah, this is brilliant. You should do this. And at the end of the day, he still got no proceeds from it because the family sued, and I believe they get all the proceeds from that book when it sells. So, which is an interesting... It didn't ever weird... come
1: out. It didn't ever get released.
0: Oh, is that the problem? Oh, maybe they got the rights to the book or something like that.
1: I think I think you know, it was yeah. something like that, but the book never came out. I mean, you can find it. I think if you, um, you tore it, you can, like, find the manuscript, but I don't think you can, like, get the book. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to read that. It just seems like it'd be weird. I do.
0: Uh
1: I really do. <laughs> the show's good though. I think Cuba's good. He's good Cuba. I think He's Cuba has reminded... the he has the toughest role because he has to play he has to play both sides. He has to make whatever your preconceived opinion is, like he kinda has to make he has to jive with that. Whereas everybody else can kinda of, cause the only only person who knows if he did it or not is OJ. So right, right. you kinda of have it has to be presented in that way. Everybody else is just playing the role, the is, is playing the, the hand that they were dealt. So you're watching somebody who doesn't know whether he did it or not. So I I, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think um Courtney V. Vance is playing Johnny Cochran's doing a really good job. I think um uh, Sarah Paulson is playing Marcia Clark. She's doing a really good job. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's so so interesting, and I don't yeah, know like where funny. we got that like that's all we care about now is like these kind of like true crime stories.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, that's the other thing that's going on, right? So I mean, you had it, the, Do we say Serial is the start of it all? I guess is that the patient zero of it's all. Like,
1: <clears throat> Serial and the Jinx kind of happen at the same... close to the same time. They overlap a little bit. Um, And then you get Serial 2, which I've listened to neither, but I I don't think I'm interested. Um, But I didn't catch the true crime uh, bug until Making a Murderer, which is, like, the most engrossing 10 hours you'll ever spend on Netflix. And... I don't know like when we de- when we decided that this is what we're into but it's just like we as a nation have swerved hard into true crime. I don't know if it's good, I don't know if it's bad. I don't know what it is, but it, it it's really weird that we kind of all got there at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean when you think about it, it's not even just like the true crime stuff, there's even fictional depictions of attempts at true crime uh sort of like american <laughs> right like you just have like true detective right like it's just like all these things that are kind right. of in that realm of you know grounded criminal investigation sort of that uh, are like
1: almost like too crazy to believe but that's why they would be true uh because because honestly the truth is stranger than fiction and i i think maybe that's where it's come from like I don't – I've never had any interest or care for, like, Crime of the Week shows because it's kind of, like, the template's too obvious. Like, you know who did it right away. You know how it's going to go. If you watch an episode of Law & Order, you could set your watch to it. But these kind of, like, true crime and true crime-esque stories – you're really trying to unpack like what is incredibly difficult to unpack. And when there's corruption and egos and all these other things, you start realizing like how the truth isn't necessarily as important as winning and losing. And that to me is a little bit more of an interesting narrative. So I think maybe that's why the people versus OJ Simpson, uh like these true detective like weird mysteries uh, the ABC's American Crime, which I hear is a fantastic show that I just haven't gotten to yet. Uh, even Making a Murderer, because we don't know who did what. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why we're, we're finding ourselves so interested in this stuff.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think...
1: But it's got me.
0: It's interesting. It's something to think about why all of a sudden we're really concerned with it. I mean, there's been, you know, how many years it just, like, bad criminal justice work in general and it takes a Netflix special to kind of get people up in arms about our current uh, criminal justice system, right? Like somebody who's detained like probably shouldn't be. It's like, yeah, well, that's
1: probably a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I mean, the numbers are pretty absurd. I mean, there's a lot of other ways also that we could probably help, probably easier ways than trying to worry about uh, saving possible murderers or not. Um, You know, things like, you know, just not cracking down
1: Non-violent, on... Non-violent offenses.
0: Yeah, and but there's no sexy way to put that on TV, right? So I don't know if we'll ever get the Twitter... I mean, unless you're going to do it like The Wire, but like, that already happened. I know. I do wonder what would happen if a, if something like The Wire came out now that there's like Twitter and all this. Thing. I'm not sure it would do well, though. I just don't think it has that sort of...
1: I don't in, think the numbers would have ever been... The numbers would have never been there, I don't think, for that show, but I do think it would like the wire was never critically acclaimed when it was on because critics weren't watching it really there were a few there was a small, loud minority watching it, but I think now it would be a critical darling uh you would go to dinner parties or like parties and people would say, Oh my God, are you watching the wire? No, I'm just going to wait for it to be over. But it wouldn't be the type of show that war, that was water. It was getting water cooler. Right. I just don't think it was built to be that. And I don't think it could be that even now.
0: Yeah. But True detective. Yeah, would-
1: they tell you it's only eight and they, and they, they kind of let you know that it's going to be like that, that it's going to, you you know what it's going to be, you know, the structure because it's only one season uh, breaking Bad just continually ratcheted up tension to the point that, like, you couldn't take your eyes off the screen. The Wire was, like, real in the sense that it just showed, like, the futility in things. And I don't know that people could get in on futility.
0: Yeah, there was no real no, no, no. side to take in, in The Wire. I, I remember watching that. And no. I like No. Couldn't really choose a side and ride with it you know root for a certain thing to happen you just kind of had to watch it was like watching a train wreck essentially which is you know most of life but what was the much slowest internet.
1: train wreck of all time
0: right yeah, yeah uh yeah i mean i'll definitely be watching
1: the people versus oj
0: uh i'm in probably for the you know as long as the season doesn't get too wacky it, well we i what sure. happens yeah I, I guess it's like but it's like just a reminder you're just you're, I, keep, I just got blown away every five minutes. Or just wait, this really did happen, huh? It's, it's a bit yeah. weird. But, uh, anything else good coming up? I guess for because you got the new season starting for a
1: lot of shows. Obviously, yeah, Walking you got Dead shows now. coming back. Walking Dead is back on Sunday. Um, new Girl is back. I don't know. There's really it, then you get the Sunday Night Mumblecore. You get girls and togetherness back, which I'm. I watch girls just because I'm a completist. And if right. it's not bad, I can still watch it. It's no longer good, but it's not bad. So I'll watch it. But togetherness, I've been like dreading that show coming back because I haven't been able to process this season finale emotionally yet. Yeah, that was, ooh, that was heavy. Um, Right, and we're going to have to deal with that in, like, a week. I'm not ready. Yeah. Yet. That show's fantastic.
0: That show is great. It's kind of weird. There's, like, I feel like, on one hand, TV culture's getting a bit disjointed in the sense that there's no single show. I guess you got Game of Thrones will be coming back at some point, uh, but that's really the only show that's left that
1: everybody's watching, and then... yeah. Even The Walking Dead is, like, shedding viewers because there's some people who are down with the New Direction. There's some people who just kind of realize this is a never-ending cycle of, like, not really that good of a show. Um, But, yeah, you don't really have that thing that everyone's watching. And I almost think that's kind of better because it's letting us get second and third seasons of shows that would have never gotten second and third seasons. When nothing is king, everything is. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's of... it, it, it's great. And if HBO has like the the most watery, coolery show on TV, well, guess what? Like, fifty million people—no, not even barely fifty million people in this country have HBO. So it's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. So the high, like the biggest show on TV, most people don't even have access to it. So I think that that's like a good thing because it means the bar for ratings can be even lower which means we can keep shows like Man Seeking Woman on the air or You're the Worst, things like that, on, on a network like FX that has four fucking shows. It's a network with four original shows. How is that sustainable? Right. But, like, this is where we are now. So I almost think it's better that we have so much than we have so little because it means those little niche programs will... Stick around, because I'm over the age of watching a show and it getting canceled. I, it, it was a yeah, season. That, to me, is is the dumbest thing in the world that you could do as a network. If you're going to put a show on, it should have a second season right from the jump. Give it time to find its audience, figure out its legs, figure out what the hell it is, and then go on, especially comedies. Because one season, like all you're doing is making me think that nothing is gonna last, so I'm not gonna bother.
0: Right. You make me wait until something lasts and then which is causing things to get cancelled because nobody's watching it. Uh any any just side watches that nobody's heard of or maybe people have heard of
1: but nobody's really watching oh that you think. Oh my god, need to watch? A great British baking show. <laughs> not baking. All right. I'm not joking. It's fantastic. It, it takes every tenant of a of a reality show, and if you're a real, a food reality show guy like me, um, it's it blows them blow away. I don't even like baking, but it's made me want to start baking. It doesn't. Ha- there's no drama. There, well there's drama. That's why you watch it. But there's no villains. There's no evil judge. There's no dickhead baker trying to screw people over it's just honest to goodness people who really like baking and want to do a good job of it it's not about gotcha moments and trying to like uh make people do something they've never done before the show takes place over a weekend over multiple weeks so they find out what they have to bake that weekend And they practice it during the week, they live their lives regularly, and then they just spend the weekend filming the show, doing the baking competitions. So it's not like you live together and all that stuff. It's like, no, we want you to actually be able to do this well, so we're going to give you time to practice. It's really, really entertaining. It's it's like the most beautiful thing. Uh, I mean... Give it an episode. I'm, I'm, most people aren't really into cooking reality shows, especially ones that are only about baking. But this is one that I think people should at least check out once, because it, it, to me, it's something we need to be thinking about with our TV. Like it's thoughtful. It's it's really enjoyable, really enjoyable show.
0: All right. I'll check it out. Um,
1: and conversely, anything that you're watching or that you want to start watching.
0: I want to check out this London Spies. I've heard good things about it. I heard it's kind of slow, so it's kind of held me back from checking it out right away. But I do want to check that out. And because I got an Amazon Fire Stick and I was already watching Man in the High Castle, which I know you watched it, but if anybody hasn't watched it, I thought it was pretty good and it already got renewed. Uh, Yeah. Pretty interesting show. The other one that came out after that was Mad Dog. I don't know if you saw that at all.
1: I saw the trailer else. for that, and I couldn't even process what the hell that was. I was like, I what the hell is worth, this?
0: It's worth checking out. It's based off of uh, a foreign show, and I guess they followed the first season pretty closely. I want to I say it's a British show. I'm not sure, though. It might be
1: Australian. Um, I, I would met it feels like not British. It feels like something weird.
0: It might be Australian. Um, anyways, it's it was really I watched the whole season, so and I did it pretty quickly and I can't say it's like I don't think it's bad. I can't say I don't wanna like sign off on it being awesome, but it's definitely intriguing and you're you feel like you have to watch it and it's exactly like you're feeling towards the trailer. I feel like you're just like what? You're not sure if you can process everything that's coming from going on. In it. Uh it's worth they put good production work into it. Amazon seems to just throw money at things if they get their pilot cleared. I guess I do like the process that they have, which is essentially the they'll, they'll air a pilot. If it does well, they'll just put all the money into it. So
1: yep. um, that's why we're getting sneaky. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would, it's worth a watch. If you got nothing else to put on, I would, I would check that out. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, a lot of guys you recognize from other things where they weren't the leads in those things, but they're together as an ensemble. It's
1: pretty, pretty fun. I will check it out. I mean, I'm off work for a week in a week, so I can blow through a couple seasons of a couple of shows. Yeah. It's a pretty quick watch. I would say I finished it pretty
0: quickly and it usually takes me a while to finish something. So, uh, that's about it for now. I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, Better Call Saul coming back and some other shows coming back. Uh, that's that's it for now. I guess next week we can probably talk a little music, a little more sports, maybe basketball. Otherwise, basketball
1: yeah. was good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's, and there's a, that's the cool thing about the new year is like. Uh, time for new opinions so we'll be able to have a lot of new opinions about a lot of new things coming up and I feel like once football kind of gets out of the way um, you'll start noticing a lot of other things that's when I start going to more movies I start uh, listening to more music I start, I start doing more things yeah, f- football is almost yeah. like a full-time job outside of your job So <laughs>
0: uh, it is it yeah. really is we'll definitely dive into
1: more so, All right.
0: Catch next week, son.